Hey, America. Start. 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 Started listening, but Eric, what do you have? What is that? Yeah, what are you hiding behind your back? Nothing. Eric. No. No. It's awfully heavy. Eric, what is that? No, it's got it's nothing. Eric, that's the hammer of Thor. No. Eric stole the hammer of Thor. Oh, Eric. Can I have a try? No. And welcome to another stolen episode of 12 Points from America, the Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the country that stole the Hammer of Thor. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny! Hey, Yay! I, I stole it. <laughs> I mean, what are you using it for? Paperweight, mostly. <laughs> I was going to say, just, you know, putting up posters. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, you got to... Yeah, these nails won't... Uh, put themselves Just a in very things. soft tappa tappa you are so not getting your security deposit back are you <laughs> uh, i told you it's a soft tap he's yeah. very ginger with it that's well it's fine i own the place so oh that's true it's, yeah <laughs> how dare you oh god, oh, god the cat's playing with it oh oh god well actually zelda doomed. was worthy that'd be great yeah zelda oh. is worthy you know what yeah yeah what are you suggesting, Sam, socials do the thing Oh, right. It's a, uh, <laughs> already just done with this show. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of ruined security deposits, Sam, hit it with the social. That's better. That's a good one. There we are. We, we got there eventually. Find us on social media at 12pointsusa on either Facebook or Twitter, or email us directly at 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If your podcast purveyor of choice allows for you to give subscriptions, likes, stars, reviews, any of that good stuff, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. and. Um, Give us some stars and those sweet, sweet algorithms will do the work of uh, promoting us a little bit more, especially as we go through the craziness of national final season and start ramping up for tour in 2022. We would love to have yeah. as many people join our crazy little cadre as possible. Yeah. Uh, also, feel free to scope out our Redbubble if you want to get some sweet, sweet merch or our YouTube page for uh, some fun reaction videos that we've done recently. Yeah, if, if, if you like the show, but think, what if I could also look at them? YouTube, do that. Also, I understand that for a long time, you couldn't actually leave podcast reviews on Spotify, but now you can. So if you've been listening on that and haven't been able to leave a review, check again uh, and, and let us know how cool we are. I guess mm-hmm. I Neil what Young didn't remove his music because of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, you know. It's, as far as we know. As far as we know. Yeah. Um, if we get an angry letter from Neil Young, I'm printing it out and framing it. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, where do well, we go from here? Uh, it's been Spain? a week. Should we go to Spain? Uh, I think Spain's a good place to start. I, oh, I would love to go to Spain. It's a hell of a lot warmer than you, here. My doctor yeah. has recommended Benidorm. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the side effects of Benidorm, Danny? Oh, bleeding from the eyes, bleeding from the ears. Uh, I was going to say uh, hypnotic booty. Uh, would be yeah. the biggest. Uh, hearing gunshots with every every single time I move. Your boobs Very swelling creepy. to the size of globes. <laughs> Up, just yeah, one. One just boob. One. Just one. Yes. Oh. Remember the giant boob? I do. How about we explain to our listeners about the giant boob, besides just <laughs> Eric being taken out of context with the beautiful soundbite. Remember the giant boob. I <laughs> no, like the I, Alamo. I don't think- I don't think we need any more context other than just, <laughs> just going to leave that, just leave that dangling 
free in the breeze. <laughs> Dangling, you say. Uh, okay, so there was a song called I Mama that did not win, but was kind of the talk of the town during uh, during this past week for, for Benidorm uh, because it had a giant boob on like a globe stand in uh, in the background. It's mm-hmm. just, a, just a big old boob. I think and, the, the song was all about, you know, femininity and and feminism and, you know, reclaiming female strength. And there's a line in there of like, I don't understand why people are so scared of boobs. Like without them, there's no life, you know, there's no beauty. So yeah, boobs, you know, go out there and, and show them off to the world, you know, be who you are. Boobs. I can get behind this. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm terrified of them. If anyone showed them to me, I would scream. So you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, the, the the message was good. I, I I will say that much for the song or for the performance. The song I didn't like. Like I mm-hmm. I, I don't think the song was very good. And and I think that that it would have been very perplexing on a on an international stage. <laughs> Yes. I'm just I'm just wondering, like, because obviously what's what's permissible on Spanish TV isn't necessarily permissible on all networks, even though granted, you know, Spain, if they put it later in the running order, could have been after a watershed. I mean, would a boob a, or at least the image of a breast nipple and everything be allowed on most broadcasters, most public broadcasters in Europe? Wouldn't be on Peacock. Are we talking about? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't know the rules on every single one, but I mean, what's what's the rule in the BBC versus what's the rule on Moldovan television? Versus it's a bullseye. That's what it's a picture of. It's just a bullseye. But like that kind of got me thinking if if the boob globe, the giant boob globe did go to the big show, would they have to put would they have to put like a giant a little like, tape, little big little tape X over it, some gap tape? tape. I was, I was gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say a pasty, like with a big old tassel. tassel. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe they can, I see. Maybe they can yeah. get it like motorized and like <laughs> kind of spin. It's gonna right, be in I'll Italy. See. There's a lot of there's a lot of theming choices they could make. And then at the end, it flies off into the crowd. Catherine, um, a, a Catherine wheel of fireworks and pyrotechnics spiraling out from the nipple would also. Do be you an think it's gonna be fireworks. bigger or smaller than the moon that Blas Canto brought to the contest last I year? I think it. <laughs> Oh man, we'll never know. We'll never know. Here's my theory about that. What if what if Blas Canto's thing was the boob and it was just turned the other way? Ah, we never do see the, the dark side of the boob. <laughs> and you can reach out to us on uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, let's go. Uh so have we we haven't really talked about what actually won though. Yes, of course. And, and yeah. that was Chanel with the song Slow Mo, which uh, took the victory from the expert jury. Uh, it came in a very solid second place with the demoscopic jury and third uh, with the full public televote, but still nipped the victory. <laughs> nipped. Um, <laughs> we're never going to stop. We're never going to stop. We will never stop. I'm just going to title this episode just like mostly about giant boobs and we're going to get so many new <laughs> listeners who are yeah. going to who are going to be like well this isn't what I was expecting. I, I was going to say oh we're totally getting demonetized like we're not monetized to begin with. This is 
<laughs> oh God, please somebody pay us We're for this. Double secret demonetized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. so so uh, for a total point total, uh, Chanel Slomo ended up with ninety six points. Uh, Rigoberto Bandini with "I Mama" the boob song came in uh, second place with ninety one points, and "Tanchigueras," a song that we were all kind of kind of stopping for here, oh. third place, very close. Uh, with maximum scores from the demoscopic jury and the televote with 90 points. Um, honestly, if if the juries had ranked Tanchigadish a little bit higher, it, it could have been the the Galician the Galician badassery that was, but they actually kind of put the mid table. So uh, juries, expert juries. Sam, Sam, could you explain what the de demoscopic Vote means is that just like a, a panel of dentists or what is that? Yes, it's like uh, a Episcopalian, except they're oh. even worse. Oh, they only eat fish. <laughs> oh, that's pescatarian. Sorry. Ah, so the demoscopic jury, and they have something like this at San Remo as well. It is a group of, I believe they said 350 um, people from all over Spain, different walks of life, and try mm -hmm. to be sort of a representation of Spain as a whole. Um, in terms of ages, geographical origins, gender, all of that stuff. So it was, it was kind of distilled down to a group of 350 people. And they had a vote all their own that was equal to the general calling public. Neat. That's what the demoscopic was. How many Basque separatists are in that group? Uh, evidently not enough. No, that's too bad. Yeah. So I, I I like this song. I, I think I think it's a good choice for them. I obviously I, I was very excited about Tara last week. I would have loved to have seen that go. But I think this song, especially by Spain's recent standards, should comparatively do decently well at the country. Well, I mean, yeah, here I am thinking that that Venda was 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 great, but that wound up being a real stinker at the contest. Just in terms of getting points, um, this is true. I mean, you can We're never just really bring up this weird curse that the Big Five are saddled with. I mean, it's France and Italy, right? <laughs> well, France had to claw that back. I mean, they only... they really did. They really did. It's yeah. until 2016 that they're like, oh, they're competitors again, right? And the thing is, like, it's really hard for us to predict how this is going to do at the end of the day, just because we only have like five or six songs altogether at this point, like as of recording. We, we only have a handful of songs, so it's really hard to see how this is going to place, where it's going to be in the running order. Of course, we know that this is automatically going to the final, so it doesn't have a semifinal to kind of battle through. Um, we don't know what the staging is going to be like. Is it going to be like what we saw at Benidorm? Are they going to add more bells and whistles to it? We know her dancing is going to be absolutely prime, and, mm -hmm. and she is going to sell it. It's mm -hmm. There's still a lot, of, a lot of questions up in the air. Um, I think it's a solid song. I think Chanel's a killer performer. And yeah, it's, it's still a lot to be seen. But I honestly, if if this is the return of Benidorm as a long-running national final, I was really, really impressed by the overall quality and the variety oh, sure. of music we saw from the festival. Yeah. I, I think if this is the beginning of an upward trend, I think there's no reason why we can't talk about Spain in the same breath that we do with France and Italy in, in future years. Yeah, I'd say that's the biggest takeaway. While it's not clear how well this song is going to do, I think it'll probably do fairly well. I don't know that it's going to do great. Kind of depends on how many other Fuegos there are for, for Eurofans to choose from uh, and, and how good or bad they are. But this this is really the signal of an upward trend for them. I understand that the, the city or the town of Benidorm 
which I definitely knew existed before yesterday, uh, <laughs> has a four-year contract. Okay, uh, good. To, to to keep doing this, so so they're they they're they're committed to this process, and I think that that is only going to serve them well. Like that's that's great, really great news. That's awesome, and it's and it's great for the city of Benidorm. So, which granted is a pretty decently sized city. I'm just looking this up. It's got about seventy. 70,000 inhabitants and change. It's a coastal town, probably a great tourism scene. I think this is just going to continue to to contribute to Benidorm's popularity as well as the town. So honestly, I think everybody kind of wins. I hope we see Tancho Gatos again. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it's the sort of sort of thing where at least some, some acts will come back and try again. And honestly, if, if they don't, they've already gained a ton from this. Like they've yeah. gotten their they've gotten their message and literally their languages and their voices heard all throughout Spain and all throughout you know the global audience. I know that I'm going to continue listening to them and, and following their music. I think they're great. And whether they come to Eurovision or, or Benidorm Fest in the future, they've already won. Except for the fact that they didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> they they <laughs> ju just released a new single this week, this weekend as well with uh, Raiden. Uh, another another also ran that was really fun yeah. at uh, at Benidorm. This guy reminded me of Francesco Cabani a lot, and not not just because of the mustache, but like like. And can I also just say, like, if there's going to be one country that gets a fuego, it probably should be Spain, right? Yeah, right in the, right in the name. Oh yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. A fuego and El yeah. Diablo, yeah. yeah, loco loco. Hasta la vista. Yes, it should be Spain. There's this You're right. kind of finally yeah. Spain gets to sing in Spanish. Is <laughs> this just something kind of beautiful uh, of Spain ultimately deciding, like, you know what? We're taking this back. <laughs> this is how ironic you, that the song is. The chorus this. is actually a couple lines in English. Like... <laughs> That's true. It is. Watch her in slow mo. Yeah, booty hip. Better than excuse me, universe. That just Pardon sounds, me. That just sounds like Bloss is just like pushing the universe out of the way as he's trying to get like. Yeah, a excuse break the me, universe. He's like I'm trying walking to get here style. Like yeah, yeah. He's sassy. Uh, I was glad to see Blas, uh showed up at the end. He didn't perform at all, which I was a little surprised by. Like he didn't do. He didn't get to do you know an encore or whatever, but. He came at the end to to hand off the the trophy, which was like a more Spanish version of the Eurovision trophy, which was kind of cool. Uh, his hair has not changed in any just way. Castanets. <laughs> they put him in cryo sleep for the last year. I it appeared so. <laughs> he looked basically the same. In the same outfit. God, it was kind of mm -hmm. weird. You, you know who, who else greenhouse. was who else was there that we hadn't seen in a while? This was during oh. one of the semifinals. Yeah. It was our pal Salvador Sobral. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. As somebody who a lot of Euro fans are still kind of pissed off at him for the things that he said after the show, the sort of, you know, music is feelings, not fireworks. A lot of people are like, oh, no, he thinks he's too good. No, he's he he's still part of this family. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see him show up. I also didn't recognize him at all. He's What's got he a mean? he's got a bushy beard now. Uh, I, I you know, it's funny. I, I had kind of tuned out a little bit because it was during the afternoon here and I was working and he started singing and i thought boy this guy sounds familiar and then just sort of forgot about it and then you know i'm still listening and thinking like okay yeah who is this guy and i kind of take that closer look and be like oh he's a caveman now <laughs> that's cool he's still very good and and yeah i i'm glad to see 
he's he isn't poo-pooing you know the, the whole concept of being involved in in things like this i mean he was in the movie for god's sake yeah absolutely exactly yeah. i mean he was some in the people... movie more than reebok was yeah actually uh some i think some people see eurovision as the pinnacle of a career and and for many people it is and that's totally fine it's it's you know an incredible audience of literally you know 200 million people watching and, and cheering for you and Salvador sees this more as a stepping stone in a long career. It's it's a individual event that happened to him during a really, admittedly, really, really weird time in his life. And he is continuing to record and do his own thing. And, you know, the worlds of jazz and the world of, you know, quote unquote, Eurovision music don't always intersect. So he's doing his own thing and occasionally tangentially kind of jumping back into it in ways that he feels fits him. It seemed like for a moment there, it could very well have been the pinnacle of his career because health-wise, he wasn't doing so good. Right, exactly. Right. Kind of his big shot to really go out there. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, he and Lou, I mean, he, I mean, rewinding back to the 2017 show, like, he did Festival de Cancel because his sister wrote the song. and was like, hey, Salvador, you want to do this? And neither of them expected to win Festival de Cancel. And Oops. then neither of them expected to win the whole damn thing. And now look at they are. They have, you know, Portugal's highest civilian honors and and you know, they're they're legends in, in Portugal. But yeah. it's it's it was one snapshot in time of a sister writing a song for a brother, and look where it got them. So call your brothers and sisters and tell them I need a song for Eurovision. Yeah, <laughs> it's especially helpful if your sister is Louisa Sabral. Oh, that. Oh, never mind. That's yeah, I, I know. I kind of skipped anyway. over that. That raises a question that I had been kind of thinking about, just sort of generally. Sam, you talked about Eurovision being the peak for a lot of artists and winners. Like that's that's their goal. But with Monaskin demonstrating very very loudly that that is not necessarily the case. And maybe it's too early to to really tell true. if this is true or not. But but do you think that 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 perspective is changing a bit? Because like I I think about I can't remember their name, but there's that Prague act from Australia, Voyager is, with Dreamer. Yes, yes, yes. That yeah. them. Yeah. That that feels like the sort of act to me that I think wouldn't have ever given Eurovision a second thought but then saw the amount of success that Monaskin got for uh, going yeah. in. And and so maybe that stigma that's like, you, you can go and be a, a legend in Eurovision or you can go be a legend in music. Right. I mean, it's, maybe it's yeah. not one or the other anymore. Oh, absolutely. And I think Monaskin has certainly changed that viewpoint, maybe for a lot of artists, especially artists who wouldn't have previously considered looking at Eurovision. I think Eurovision is what you make of it. If you do Eurovision or your national final, and you're like, you know what, this is a great little niche for me. This is a place where I always have a home. This is a reliable, I mean, not so, you know, Moms. I'm looking at Moms when I'm thinking about all of this. Mm -hmm. He's he, himself to Eurovision completely. Absolutely, absolutely. And, but that the thing is, like, that works. That absolutely works. I mean, if, if that is the niche that you find yourself reliably comfortable in, that's fantastic do that it's hard enough to eke out a living as a as an entertainer sometimes like if you have a reliable source of of income and followers and fans hit that absolutely 
for Monoskin and for Salvador and possibly for other artists who are looking at this, Eurovision is an event, a huge, massive event, but it's a stepping stone and you hope for something different beyond it. And there's no right way or wrong way to do it. Because then you also see acts like I see Conchita Verst, who came into Eurovision and for many people has, there's sort of that crystallized image of who Conchita is. And yet there's a want and a need to kind of evolve and grow beyond just that moment of Rise Like a Phoenix, which granted okay. was an incredible moment. And and Tom Neuverth, the person behind the Conchita slash Verst moniker, you know, they also want to grow and evolve and change. So they've continued to put out music, still playing with the idea of gender. It's not just, you know, the bearded lady anymore <laughs> or, the, or the, the bearded drag artist anymore. So it's careers are careers and it is up to the person behind that career to to make what you will of it in my opinion anyway seems like there's so much luck involved too i mean this isn't the first time we've seen an act i mean abba had huge international success after mm. eurovision and it's just kind of random to see like these are the people who are going to go on and be successful and these are the people who are just going to get forgotten like i think we were talking about lordy at one point i mean he's like financially destitute i mean it's just not it did not turn out to be a lucrative option for him to, to win Eurovision and then have a career afterwards, which is really unfortunate. Hmm. I mean, it, it just, it seems like it's as much luck as anything else. I mean, I, I, I don't know why this is a random thought, but like, I remember there was an actor who was like in a movie and won an Academy Award and then he was never in anything else. Like his, his acting career just never went anywhere after that. Oh, Dickless Cage. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that. Movies. What are you talking about? <laughs> No, it's 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 a really interesting thing. Like, what what do you do when you have this mantle placed upon your shoulders of either Eurovision winner or Eurovision contestant? You know, where do you go from here? And I think now with social media doing what it's doing now, you know, a lot of it becomes very very organic. Of you know, the the, the strangeness of what becomes viral, like what what suddenly becomes a big deal on TikTok. Like if if. If that one person hadn't put like a arcade to a Harry Potter meme on TikTok, would would it have? God, would would arcade have broken into the U.S. Billboard charts? If no. if yeah, I mean, probably not. If if somebody on X Factor in Italy a couple of years ago hadn't said, "Hey, Monaskin, you want to play Begin?" and we'll put that on your album, just you know, as a throwaway, like, but that ended up becoming inescapable here in the u.s like it's it's yeah. the randomness you're you're right derek it's all just chance and luck and and sliding doors chaos and podcasts that's it that's all it is that's us if you uh, have i mean i think if you're a band and you have a, a sound that people are looking for and they discover you through eurovision i mean that's that's great and i think we've seen artists who didn't win do exceptionally well after eurovision too <clears throat> which I mean, I think it's a huge boon for them. I know this is kind of a random aside. I looked up some artists on <laughs> to see what they're up to. Martina Barta is at a um, music school in New York right now. Mm. Just as a random thought, like, yeah, she went back to school and is like refining her art. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Like this was a stepping stone for your career. Honestly, Alexander Reebok is currently studying music over in Chicago right now. That's right, yeah. Yeah, so he's, you know, even as a winner, like, you know, he's taking a step and and focusing on his on his education. Um, Lucy Jones, like she is now playing the lead in Wicked on the West End 
Mm-hmm. Like starting, cool. I think this week or next week, like more power to her. Like people say, especially in the UK, and I've said this on my own personal Twitter feed, uh, Twitter feed, um, that so many people, especially in the UK, see Eurovision as a place for has-beens or all, or you know, never wases. I'm like, she's Elphaba. <laughs> she played the lead in Waitress in the West End. She's done all these incredible things. Like you, you, you Eurovision was one amazing step and an amazing exposure for an incredibly talented artist. You get to decide what you do with it after. Lucy Jones, by the way, it's the only decent, halfway decent UK result in ages, too. Yeah. So, so more power to her. Seriously. Yeah. Also, she responded to my tweet, which gave me the warm fuzzies. <laughs> Super nice lady, too. Yeah. Super. We met her a couple times. Yeah. She's lovely. Okay. Has the time come to talk about Moldova? Yeah, it has. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time is always here to talk about Moldova. Yeah, the time it's... has come to swing your partner to and fro, step right here and do si do. Which is actually kind of what this year's winning song sounds like. Yes, I, that is that is the joke, and uh, I don't like it. Oh. <laughs> Danny, what were you saying it sounded like uh, before we started recording? Oh, it sounds like the music that plays right when, you, uh, right when you're beginning a, a minigame on Mario Party. <laughs> Sounds like you're just gonna have to start alternating buttons in order to pump that railroad handcart. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. Yeah, man. I I do. Um, oh. I mean, <laughs> Sam, Sam, who who are these uh, who are these weirdos? All right, so so this is gonna be a linguistic lesson for everybody. Zdob she zdub. Zob, she's to say it after. Say it after me. Nah, so Zob, she's to and the Advahov brothers with the song Trenul del. I don't speak. I thought this was going to be a lesson. I failed Romanian. I think it's. I think it means little train. Trenul del. Yeah, there so, is no denying that this song is like very genuine. Like this is this is their music and they love playing it. Also, oh, yeah. my genuine response is that I don't like it. <laughs> I find it oddly charming. It has a very rustic, very ethnic charm to it. Yeah. Um, but the charm is also of square dancing to me. <laughs> I mean, th- there's there's an authenticity to it, I think. And that's a that's most a certainly big, yeah. a big thing in, in these in, in in these contests so so before we get to the real story from moldova and we will oh, yes uh, yes sam, sam you were saying uh they've been here before this is yes, this is going to be their third time this is yes. going to be the third decade in which they've competed which is cool mm-hmm. uh also th- there is a, a bit of a history of them with uh not being able to send everyone to the show Right. And this is an interesting trend that they've kind of painted themselves into this interesting little corner. Uh, so Zobshi Stub traditionally has, I mean, they have six members of the band. And as we all know, you are capped at six members, six people on stage. Uh-huh. First time that we saw Zobshi Stub was when they represented Moldova at Moldova's first ever Eurovision song. So this is 2005, uh-huh. which is so freaking good. Grandma meets grandma beats the drum. And so they removed a member from their actual group 
to make sure that grandma, Bunika herself, could bate the toba with the rest of the band on stage. And bate so was, she did. And, and, and they did. She, they ended up coming in sixth place until uh, uh, until Sunstroke Project came around. They had the record for Moldova's highest placement ever. So yeah, so that was five members plus Bunika. Fast forward to 2011, when they represented Moldova in Dusseldorf with the song So Lucky which ended up coming in 12th place, also really, really solid. So you had five members of Zopshi Stoob kick the sixth member off to put the unicycle fairy princess with the cone head on stage instead. As you do. So this year, Zopshi Stoob is, like I said, performing with the Advahov brothers. There are two of them. So now I guess are they going to have to kick two of the members off of Zopshi Stoob in order to bring the Advahovs up? Like, and how do you pick? This is going to be an interesting question to ask during their press conferences. So yes, so Zolshi Soup has been there three times now, but they've never actually all been there together. <laughs> so their their presence in the uh, in the the contest had me looking up a, a, an interesting little bit of trivia that I'm now going to foist upon you, unfortunate souls. They have one of the lowest scoring entries of all time in terms of a semifinal score to still make the final uh, in, in 2011 uh, so lucky they finished 10th with just 54 points wow that's it there are a small handful of, of songs that got through with even fewer points can you and by you I mostly mean Sam but whoever guess any of the others Does it say na 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 <laughs> no, no uh, none of these are super recent. Uh, say, it wouldn't be able to be because we have twice as many points. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to say "Stay" by Two G. That is one of them. Yes. Uh, well, well done. Tenth uh, place in 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, 45 points is Ooh. all it got, but it made yeah. it through. Then it ended up coming in last in the in the final, so that was a yeah. easy pick. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there are four with even lower scores than that. I will note that a couple of them are from the time when the 10th choice to go to the final was not necessarily the 10th place song. Oh, so then, so then, uh, um, Leah Patena. Yep. That is, that is the lowest. Uh, it finished 13th in the semifinal with 33 right. points, but made the final because of whatever the rule was at that point about. Yeah. At that point it was, it was, Public televote picked the top nine, and then juries picked the tenth. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Which weird. Is, I believe how Hero from Charlotte Pirelli got through as well. That is also one of the yes. one of the very low scoring ones. Well done. All right, now let me think of what could it be. The other ones. Uh, all right, so who came in tenth place in the other semifinal in twenty twelve? Was that Sound of Our Hearts? Was that? That's, that's right. I am a golden Sam god. can't be stopped. Yep, 52 points for Sound of Our Hearts uh, made, made it through. Nice. Uh, the, the lowest score of a 10th place finisher to get through. This one might be a little bit trickier. Only 40 points, Oof. but got through. It is your girl, Valentina Manetta. Oh, oh wow. no. The song, uh, Maybe, yeah, in, uh, in 2014. Yeah. 40 wow. points it was was enough to, to get through that year. So anyway, that's some fun Statmotron trivia for uh, for the week. Uh, so shall I'm we just, talk about... Oh, 
What's I, I'm just very distracted by something outside of my window. There is a squirrel who seems to be munching away at a full-sized hamburger bun, having the time of her life. Aw, good, good on you, squirrel. Good on you, squirrel. I'm sorry. I'm I'm very distractible at the moment. Squirrel. That's okay. Now, speaking <laughs> of the time <laughs> of her life, yeah. will we talk about Miss Katie Love? Yes. Let's. <sighs> Miss Katie Love is an act that was announced as being in the running for the Moldova national final with a song called intro that is dare I say <laughs> the possibly the wildest contender in the history of this contest. Uh, yes. It, 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 um, in terms, in terms of musical weirdness. Uh, yeah. uh, so uh, the, the song is only about an hour, hour or sorry, an hour 30. <laughs> it feels like it. It feels, it feels like, like it. it. So it's a minute 30 and I am not kidding when I describe the song as a minute and 30 seconds of a microphone approaching a table saw and then moving away from a table saw. Mm-hmm. You know what we haven't done on this show for a while? Don't you dare. What? Let's play a clip. I will say there's a great, uh, it's a great, someone put out a YouTube, a YouTube video of this song that's just labeled karaoke version. (laughs) And it's just a minute and a half of silence. That's great. Uh, So, so yeah. Uh, I I can't believe that this was, this was offered. I mean, I I think, I think a lot of people thought it was a mistake that like, like some, something went wrong in the sound processing or something like this can't be what the song. Oh, some people were like, like, Oh, let me look up this song by Miss Katie Love. It's called intro. All right. Let's listen to what this is. (laughs) Just hear a minute and a half of industrial electronic whirring. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's not the song. Beautiful. No, it is the song. (laughs) No, it it, it is the song. song. I I, I I was thinking, Oh, they replaced the sound because the song got taken down for some reason. That was the song. That was the song. That That was the song. That the song. (laughs) I couldn't figure Uh, out why I couldn't find the song anywhere. Everywhere I looked, it was just this noise. (laughs) This is what they used to disperse crowds. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, didn't they play that i mean it, it wouldn't be considered original because isn't that what they blasted mm-hmm. at manuel noriega to get him out oh, of the- i was gonna say they pumped that into into the, the people at guantanamo oh, oh, oh uh miss katie love they they were not able to make it out to moldova to perform uh so they so they with had so they had to withdraw but this apparently was accepted as a candidate which i think is great obviously i think a lot of people really hate this because well yes so, <laughs> so abrasive and and strange i i find it intriguing i'm not gonna lie it's not something i'm gonna put on a playlist i don't think because it's it's tough to go from like heroes to rise like a phoenix to this to lithuanian basketball player to whatever else oh, i was like, gonna say but like uh, it, to, to eat your salad it's just gonna uh, mash up of this and biscavi <gasps> oh god all right, oh, let's move on before we get into another Biscavi hole. Re- really quick, Miss Miss Katie Love, if you are for some reason listening to this show, and I hope you are, come on the show. <laughs> we would love to talk to you. I, I would love to know more about this song, and and I would love that. a virtual. We'll, we'll try to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to cut I mean, out all that stuff we said about it being like a table saw. And but I mean, it's, 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 I'm not so sure if like. that would be an insult for them. I mean, that is that is an intentional choice to construct. A, a sonic moment like that. You don't just accidentally create that. And and 
Right. There is an intention yeah. there, and I'm curious. There, I, there, yeah. uh, of, of all exactly. of the entries, I think we can say, I mean, it's it's not my favorite, but it is easily, by miles, the most fascinating entrant uh, uh, that we've seen in this season. Uh, that's that's what I like about it. Like yeah. that, That's what makes it so intriguing. Oh, you mean besides eat your salad, Sam? Besides, no, uh, I was going to say unmute from Poland. Oh. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we oh, talked oh. about that one. Sign language. Oh, okay. From last. All right. Yeah. Don't so you listen to this show, Danny? Still haven't seen. Ah. So, so we're we're pouring one out for Miss Katie Love for now. They say they'll Big be time. back, uh, and I believe them. With yeah, that 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 they're working on outro right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ever wonder what Aphex Twin would be like in Eurovision? Oh man, UK uh, hasn't decided yet. Yep. Just There's wanted to just, just wanted to shine a little bit of light on some of the other also rands in Moldova. Uh, they didn't do a full ranking. This is all basically an internal selection, but they did kind of say who second, third, and fourth place would have been. Um, second place would have been Silent Battlefield by uh, Anna Sernikova. Third place was a song called Boys by Lemonique that I thought would have been a really interesting and very modern choice for Moldova. Uh, some also rants that didn't make it through. Uh, there was a junior Eurovision alum uh, from 2012, Dennis Madonna, with the song Runaway. Didn't end up being ranked, but uh, always cool to see junior Eurovision uh, kids grow up to become potential yeah. finalists. Also, Pelagea Stefoglu with the song I'm the Only One. The song was okay, but Pelagea might be remembered as somebody who represented, I can't remember if it was Moldova or the Gagauz community, which is sort of like the Turkic speaking community within Moldova at Turk vision. So we could have had yeah. a Turk vision crossover from Pelagea Sifolu if I'm the only one had, uh, had done it. It's a Melissa Etheridge cover. <laughs> <laughs> which would have made it not the only one anymore. <gasps> it's like a reverse Highlander. Right. Also, everybody's favorite uh, favorite Moldovan grandpa, Tudor Bumbach. Uh-huh. Got a got, yes. got a got a poor one up for for Uncle Tudor. Yeah. But honestly, if you've got a couple hours to kill, the entire audition is available on YouTube through the Moldovan National Broadcaster. Fast forward through the inter- through the interviews if you don't speak any any Romanian or Moldovan. Um, that's what I did anyway. But there's some there's some interesting moments in there. So. Uh, we're we're not doing a full pour one out segment like we did last week, but I do want to I would want to pour one out uh, for for my ho- for my people's home of Norway. I just I have a quick message for Norway, which is um, <laughs> you. They uh, they actually picked it yep. twice. Yep, it had two chances to lose. I'm talking about Hammer of Thor, obviously. It had two <laughs> chances to lose, and it didn't do it. And I I am in disbelief. And I understand, and please, if you listen to the show, help me understand, because this, I I think this song is so awful and stupid. It's just, it's no longer in the hands of Thor. You know who's, you know, who's probably involved in getting this to the victory, right? Kerkorov? I was going to say Loki, but your answer's good too. Oh. <laughs> You've seen him in the same place? Oh my God! It all makes sense Honestly, now. Honestly, if Loki assumed the form of Kirkarov, I would say that's a bit too on the nose, and I'd tell him to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Fair you enough. Just, just stay with Hiddleston. Make us all happy. <laughs> this song, I don't get it. I need someone to explain it. Ly- lyrically, it is it is, I would say, tremendously bad. 
<laughs> uh, yes, and, and 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 musically, I just don't think that there's there's a whole lot to it. Uh, it pouring went out specifically, I guess, for Mari Bola, uh, who who lost to this in the first round of voting with uh, your loss, which was really fun and and good, well staged and professional and so on, and yet here we are. You know, at the very least, we have something to look forward to. Next week, we finally get to see the live performance of Subwolfers Give That Wolf a Banana. Oh, God. Oh, it, go was, it was supposed to have been this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but of course, there was a bit of a <laughs> Rona moment. So yeah, one pushed. of them got COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It's no gonna way, be I just I kid a little bit because there's a lot of toxicity when songs people like lose in the fandom. And I, I, I don't mean to like be that or be a part of that, but like, I also really get it because I love Norway and I cannot believe their, the decisions they've made. But I don't think a single duel has gone the way I had hoped this, this entire process. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, and maybe just don't do the duels. Like it's kind of fun, but it also sucks. So, so just don't do it. That's my that's my take anyway. I, I don't know. I uh, can we let's talk about something else. We have semifinal pots and semifinal draws. Uh, pots are weird. Uh, look at these pots, everyone. Uh, all right. So, as we mentioned before, semifinals are certainly a thing. They have been uh, since the 2004 competition. We've had double semifinals since 2008. And the way that these semifinals are created is basically the powers that be create these pots, not too dissimilar from, from World Cup pot draws. Mm -hmm. Do uh, we have six pots again this year? We had six pots. Uh, they're generally kind of squished together by geography, voting, uh, voting history, you know, things like that. Interestingly enough, Australia ended up getting put with all of the Scandinavians, just because that's how they tend to seem to vote. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and we have the our... popular kids. I know, right? Anyway, so what they do for these pot draws is that they take one from each and they basically draw them into the semifinals, both the first half and the second half. And they also decide uh, where the this year Big Five will be voting, you know, which, which semifinal they'll be voting for. So just to go through them really, really quickly, semifinal one, first half is going to be Albania, Bulgaria, Latvia, Lithuania, Moldova, Netherlands, Slovenia, Switzerland, Ukraine. Second half will be Armenia, Austria, Croatia, Denmark, Greece, Iceland, Norway, Portugal, and Russia. Running orders will be decided at a later point after we have all of the songs in and we have general information on what those stagings are going to look like, or at least the powers that be do, so they can make things run as smoothly as possible and create a good good running order for the show. So that'll come much, much later. Do you recall about when we'll see that? Is it like end of April or something? I'm trying to remember when they said last year. I think it's I think April's a pretty decent guess. Uh it certainly won't be any earlier than mid-March just because songs are still kind of filtering in by yeah. that point. Um I imagine it wouldn't be before April 1st. Right. I mean cutoff date I think would be before the um the head of delegation meeting which is mid-March. Yeah. But they don't have to submit their paperwork with saying, "Oh, this is what we have for our staging concept" until that point. So a give giant power wooden donkey Oh, so give it in before the commercial break. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Second semifinal and Germany, Spain, and the UK will all be voting in this semifinal. So you will have Australia, Azerbaijan, Cyprus, Finland, Georgia, Israel, Malta, San Marino, and Serbia in the first half. 
Belgium, Czech Republic, Estonia, Ireland, Montenegro, North Macedonia, Poland, Romania, and Sweden in the second half. So we have a couple of interesting things that are kind of coalescing. We're noticing that, for example, Ukraine and Russia will be in the same semifinal. Uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan are in separate semifinals. Oh, Greece and Cyprus are separate as well. Yeah, Greece and Cyprus are separate, as are Moldova and Romania. Okay. Uh, you see separations. Okay, so Sweden is seems to be away from... This, uh, Sweden has Australia and Finland. Pretty generous. Uh, however... Yes, Iceland, Norway, and Denmark are all in the second half of the first semifinal. That's a scanty heavy half. Right. Yeah. Uh, we also now have Intelligent Music Project and Moldova, Zobsi Stub, in the first half of the first semifinal. Oh, boy. So interesting, upbeat, rockish kind of entries in that first half. So chances are they won't be placed near each other. I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not trying to make this a segment, but I'm kind of keeping an eye on this just because I'm fascinated by it. Yes. currently the betting odds mm -hmm. for several countries we don't have the top yeah. five as of right now are in ascending order norway sweden poland italy and australia is currently number one really why don't know why hmm. but they're not like huge they're all like five six seven percent yeah sure the, the highest rated song we have an actual song for is spain at 13th <laughs> Well, again, below that, and the and the bottom song right now is Bulgaria. I mean that tracks. know. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> which I just feel bad for. Like the second you came out, you immediately dropped to the lowest spot, and no one else knows what they're doing. I have a couple of quick reactions to this. One, I, I'm really happy if I'm Ireland because you have uh, the UK voting for you, uh, and you have Malta. And Australia, basically all of those those English speaking countries are are grouped together, which I think bodes well for really mm -hmm. all of them, including Ireland, uh, if it weren't for their songs. Anyway, the the the, the other thing is, I, I feel like in in twenty twenty one, and I guess we had the same allocation in twenty twenty. Uh, it seemed like we sort of had like the powerhouse professional semi and semi one and then semi two was like the fun semi-final that had all sort of the craziness obviously we haven't heard all of the songs yet but that sort of balance seems a lot more mixed this year i mean it's hard to tell uh well circus mercus is in the second uh, the first half of semi two so i mean that already kind of leans towards the weird and crazy, but right. But so is Sweden. So is Belgium. So is Czech Republic. Yeah. You know, yep. But again, we, at this point, we only have one official song for the second semi and that's lights off from the Czech Republic. Yes. I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping for a win for Ireland because they came dead last in their semis, the last two contests. Yeah. <sighs> It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. We but have heard the songs. And uh, and actually, by the time that we record our next episode, we will have the Irish winner. Because they are oh, selecting their song yeah, on right. actually Friday the 4th, so the day that this episode drops. Yeah. By the time you listen, you may already know. So, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm worried. Yes. The, the, the feel that they put out just... Unimpressive. <sighs> Yeah, and, and and the the ones that are solid, I just feel like are are the sorts of songs that just kind of get lost in a in a big Eurovision 
sure situation. I but I, I agree with Derek. I, I hope I'm wrong. They're they're in a semifinal draw that's going to help them as mm-hmm. long as the performance is good and is you know worth voting for. Which I mean, I think I thought Maps was worth voting for, but a lot of a lot of people disagreed. Uh, unfortunately, well, 2018 uh, I think was kind of a shot qualifier too. I think there was, was nice. Three. It was certainly pleasant. I it was pleasant, it. yes, but it, it seemed like kind of an odd song to to make it through. To make it through because it was very understated. I'm not saying it was bad. I thought it was quite good, but I, I feel like a lot of people were genuinely shocked that it made it. I'm still I'm still pouring one out. I've been continuously pouring one out since 2015 when uh, playing with numbers by Molly Sterling That's didn't make good. it through. That was just a little piece of artistry. I'm still partial to sunlight from them. Uh, it's it's cheesy, but but I like it. I heard it at a Best Buy once, which is weird. That's so weird. Yeah. That was a I tough just, semi, I think it was in. No. Yeah. All right. How about, if we don't really have any more immediate news, why don't we just do a quick little burning question sure. to wrap up the show? Does that yeah. sound romulant to you guys? Oh, yes. All right. I want I to feel the burn. <laughs> so I don't know where this question came from, if this is one that sprang from your brain, Eric, or this is a, a submitted question, but why don't you, why don't you lead us in? Sure. Uh, this is from my stupid brain. Uh, I don't know. It's just the thing I've been thinking about. Aside from who would have won, uh, which will be debated forever, what is an unanswered question of the canceled 2020 contest that you wish you could get the answer to? Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Thanks. My thought is, what would the memeable moment have been? Like for 2018, we had, yeah, yeah, fire. Like what would what would the everlasting meme of the 2020 contest be? I feel like Dottie Flair would have had the inside track on whatever that would have been, but maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Prison! Maybe that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Prison. prison. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the prison. Prison! Uh, so I have two, actually. Uh, one is uh, what Fairu More would have sounded like cut oh. down to three minutes. Yep. Yes. That was um, one of mine, too, actually. It would have been awful. Um, my other more important one, the more the one that I am, I would be more excited to find out is I would like to know what the sets would have been like for Ireland's and Switzerland's songs, just so that I can know if they just recycled them for 2021. <laughs> There's that weird rumor that Leslie Roy's, uh, like that the staging wasn't right for the song, and then. I had the theory that like maybe maybe Good John's Gutiers was like that was supposed <laughs> to actually be for Rapondez Moi. Um, I would love to. I would love to know that because it makes too much sense to me. I like it. What about you, Derek? I don't know if this is too similar, but I, I, not necessarily who the winner would be. But I'm just kind of curious what would have been the trendsetter. Like the oh. thing that maybe it didn't necessarily win, but it's the thing that everybody's going to grab onto and try incorporate or mimic or do something with in the future. Uh-huh. I feel like there's always a couple of songs that do something kind of re- remarkable in their own way. And then people are like, Ooh, let's, let's try that or bring that in. I mean, there may have been a bit of that. I mean, fortunately we did have the songs released. So we saw yeah. some chart, some chart success, especially for Daddy. 
but even like staging and things like that. Um, yeah. Like, you know, like uh, after Heroes 1, there were a couple of songs in 2016 that did the the pr interactive projection kind of thing. And, mm. and I'm just sort of like, and then when Fuego came out, even though it didn't win, we got a lot of those Fuego inspired, became its own genre. Um, I'm just kind of curious, like if somebody would have like gotten up on stage and done something and everyone was like, ooh, let's get, yeah, that. Let's get that into our repertoire. Yeah, more of that, please. So who knows? I'm, I mean, I might've just been like, oh, everybody kind of did their own thing. And then the next year we'd have forgotten about it. But there's always something that comes, like as soon as they get on stage, it's just like genuinely surprising. And there's always one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like Danny said, I would have loved to have just seen the staging for every one of the songs, mm. even in concept. Cause I'm like, what would you, what would this have looked like? It's, it's the heartbreaking. It's still kind of energizing situation about the 2020 contest is that we could still think and have this as a, a mental exercise until the rest of the time, but we'll yeah. never have answers. And it's so, so upsetting. Yeah. Some of these answers exist, damn it. In another universe, maybe. So uh, yeah, well, we know they had staging probably planned out. We could have seen it. Right. And I mean, the, the three minute fire more does exist. We, we think it's just never been released. Yeah. Like the, the official Eurovision CD is, is three and a half minutes. Like the, the, the version of the song. Yeah, like they just they've they just, just never released it. Uh, my answer to this is is uh, kind of twofold, like Danny's. I I I, I was also going to say what would what would Fire Mori have been like in a revamp, uh, mm -hmm. and then of course the staging. I think Cleopatra is the biggest question Ooh. for me in terms of what it would have what it would have looked like because because uh, oh god, I, I hope I hope it wasn't that much like the staging for Matahari. Another one that I would like to have known if it was just, just recycled. Because I, I don't know. Matahari staging, in hindsight, feels a bit too subdued. Uh, like, like I for Cleopatra, at least, I was expecting just bonkers staging. Just huge, massive, just everything. Just a huge boob or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway my, my other big question... And I've and I've thought about this a lot, and I'm not sure the answer is: Would still breathing have qualified? And before you immediately just say no, you got to look at what else was in that semi, because I think it would have been pretty close. Because you had what love is, you had alive by Vincent Bueno. What love? Oh, was that Uku's first one? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You had "Take Me As I Am" from Georgia. You had "Meditus and Tear" from Portugal. Wait, which take I don't... me as I am. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Spanish guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know that "Meditus and Tear" would have done super well. I don't know that "Looking Back" from Finland would no. have done would have necessarily done very well, especially not compared to what they sent in 2021. Well, certainly. You had "Fall from the Sky" from Albania. Uh, Empires uh -huh. from from. Poland, okay, Mama, I think, I, I don't know, would have translated. Like, I think it would have been on the edge, and I think it might have made the final. Yeah, oh I think you are right. <laughs> I think you're right. It, it was also going last in the running order. Oh, my God. So so that's maybe a boon. It going right after Tears Getting Sober, of all things. Uh, but that that's my question. Would Samantha have graced the Saturday stage? The answer is a resounding maybe. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to have just known, aside from the winner, I would have loved to have just seen what the results of the semis would have been. 
Yeah. Just yeah. how they would have ranked because there's so many so many variables that we just aren't a privy to yeah. now that we, yeah. we're just never going to know staging running order all that stuff performances no idea how anyone would have done how they would have ranked who would have qualified it's like we, i don't even i'm so curious what the final would have even looked like oh, oh now my heart is just breaking all over again <laughs> poor ben and tan yeah uh, i mean we still don't know what's going to be happening with the uh the danish national final this year do we we have a date uh, for the final, but that is it. That's all we know. So maybe, maybe. Oh, I think, I, all right. I think their, uh, their entries will be announced on February 10th. So that's coming up relatively soon. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so far there are uh, still seven countries about which we know absolutely nothing uh, for, for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are Switzerland, Armenia, Russia. Russia is not a surprise. Azerbaijan, same thing. Uh, Cyprus. France, which is surprising because at this point last year, they had they had picked voila already. Right. Uh, and the United Kingdom. So right. others, we've at least gotten a date or some amount of information on those. We have heard absolutely nothing besides that they are participating. There might be a couple of rumors bouncing around for a few of them, but you I mean, take a lot of it with a grain of salt. So, you know, Miss Katie Love lives in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> she shopped. They're shopping it around. <sighs> well, we'll see what happens between now and the next time that we record, I suppose. Fingers crossed. We came back next week and Miss Katie Love representing the UK. They made worse decisions. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Can it do worse? No. Literally, no. It cannot do worse than Embers. So <laughs> oh. why not? <laughs> All right. Well, you folks at home, let us know what you think. Uh, how would Miss Katie Love do either representing Moldova or the United Kingdom or Mars, uh, however however they wish to represent? How about Mars? What about Mars? Oh, remember that one? Anyway, let us know what you think. Again, reach out to us on social media, uh, 12PointsUSA on Facebook or Twitter, 12PointsFromAmerica at gmail.com. Scope at our YouTube or Redbubble, any of those spots. Uh, we would love to hear from you. <sighs> shall we uh, shall we adjourn until next week gentlemen i yeah. suppose all right well I'll listen to intro a few more times <laughs> on that on that strange series of notes i've been samantha i've been eric i've been eric and i've been denny and america stop, stop this God. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> I will simulate the clip. Mm-hmm.